Hello and welcome to the Kylo Show. I am Brittany Serple. I'm Ben Serple. I'm back. And I'm Danny Silk. Yes. And we uh, have been joining us because we're finishing out kind of the parenting series that we've been doing. And um, we are kind of on the backdrop of our podcast, Ben and I's of Imperfect Parenting. That's our parenting podcast. So we are kind of blending the two, the Kylo show, and really just trying to do some way of an ad for you should go and listen to our show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And this is very much in response to that survey we sent out and said, what do you, what do you want to hear? Mm-hmm. And they said, yeah. some practical parenting stuff. How do we deal with these children? Yeah. I know. So we've gone on a little journey. Mm-hmm. You guys invited me here for three episodes. I'm here for one more. It's the last one. Mm-hmm. Kind of the end of parenting. So I'll, I'll let one of you introduce the topic today. And then we should share a meme. Because those who don't know, in Imperfect Parenting, we share a meme before each episode because we like to laugh. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the main reason, probably. As parents, we've got to find ways to laugh. <laughs> Otherwise, we're probably crying. So Yeah. Yes, that is very true. We were laughing at some young couple talking about being parents and just the things that their kids do. And that's what we do over at Imperfect Parenting. We, we laugh a lot and tell mm-hmm. stories of this is our life this week. Anyways, but we're going to talk about adult parenting. So it's kind of the end. It's where, you know, the final happens is these kids grow up and they become adults. So, but you're still parents. So how do you navigate that well? But I was, this was inspired by our daughter um, because we were talking about her financial situation and learning how to buy her own food because she's away at school and she's home at the moment. But, you know, we were just talking through how expensive everything is that she's never noticed mm. ever. Why would she? Mm-hmm, in her life, from ordering food at Chick-fil-A to groceries to her coffee, I mean, all of it. So when we saw this meme, we thought it was really funny. You want, you want to say it? Sure. So it's, it's essentially just a, like two pictures. The, the, top, the top part of the picture is it looks like a MacBook computer. So an, an, an Apple computer. And I'll give the punchline in a minute. But the top part says, with your current account balance, which Apple product can you buy? And this is in reference to adult children. The bottom is a, is a very nice glass of apple juice with apples all around it. And the product you can buy is apple juice. <laughs> so that, the apple product that's yeah. in your budget is probably apple juice. That's absolutely true. Yeah. That is the uh, growing pains of... Adult kids, I think, is them learning how to budget, how to spend their money wisely, um, and... Managing freedom. Mm-hmm. Which is very much what we're kind of jumping into. I think we were talking through a little bit of what is it that makes adult parenting so difficult. And it, and it feels like this, um, the, the battle of giving trust and they have ultimate freedom and us not freaking out a little bit in the process and knowing how do we how do we empower them so all of you listening ben and i are just going to ask my dad a bunch of questions because <laughs> we are He's brand new parenting to this. for much longer than we have <laughs> we we're about four months in or so and uh it's going okay it's, but it's definitely a different game mm. why is it a different game i feel like it, 
I don't know. I don't want it to be a different game, but if it's very much <laughs> I'm aware of like, oh, this is a different game. I cannot have the same rules that I had before. Uh, yeah. Well, some people try to keep it the same by having your kids live with you mm-hmm. forever. You know, like, okay, I'm still the parent here, and this is my house and my roof and my rules, and and that goes south quickly because they're adults. You know, they're like. In, in the in the real sense, they're like renters. Mm. Like if you were going to rent a room in your house, you would have a an adult person that you were dealing with. But we treat our kids like children while they're an adult, and then that messes the relationship up because they act like a child while we treat them like a child, mm. but we expect them to act like an adult, but we don't treat them like an adult. You know, so that feels it, like a riddle that I don't yes. want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, a fable. I'm about to tell you a story. <laughs> there once was a boy. It's called where everything went wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's it, uh, it's very much a a challenge. That's I think that's why it's so valuable for your kids to go. And I know all the all the reasons that you know kids can't go today, and it's just you know expensive, and this and that, and yeah, and kids go, and they go, mm-hmm. and they should go. And yeah. there was a time when uh, you go and you kill your own food, mm-hmm. and you find your own food. You know, you just so it 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 is a, a a necessary part of the young adult journey is that you go experience life until your parents get so much smarter, right? Mm. Because the farther you get away from your parents, the smarter (laughs) they are. All of a sudden, their voice is ringing in your head like, you know what? (laughs) My mom told me this was going to happen. My dad told me what to do right here. You know, but when you're really close to your parents, they're so stupid. (laughs) I think Lainey said something the other day. I said, do you need anything from me? She goes, no, I don't need you right now. And mom said, until she has kids and she's going to need you. (laughs) I thought that was funny. Relevant to this topic. That's super relevant, yeah. I think that feels true. Yeah. I I don't need wisdom until I need wisdom. And all of a sudden, oh, I already had wisdom. I just Mm -hmm. didn't see it. Yeah. 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 A little gratitude. It's awesome. What about the... um, because I, one of the things that I I notice with parents of adult kids is that their child's out there, you know, doing life, and it feels scary to them, mm-hmm. and they feel like they have no control over that, mm-hmm. and so they they kind of default to their old old way of parenting when they were in their house or they were you know under eighteen. You, how do you see that as problematic? Like the way that they talk, the way that they respond when their child's scaring them. Well, scared people want control, right? Mm -hmm. So probably the big dynamic in adult children is you have no control, really. You really have no control. Uh, There's kind of this delusion that's been created recently with the the invent of the, the phone, the self, the iPhone kind of cell phone, human tracker thing, you know, <laughs> that we have. And 
it it's it's a delusion because it wasn't around like it, like <laughs> my parents did not know where I was ever you know and there was no way to get a hold of me if the house burnt down you know or right. some tragedy or I got in a car accident there was no way I could you know I I'm pre nine one one okay we didn't even have nine one one when I was a kid so this is you know we create this delusion around us where we have to have immediate communication capabilities with our children or they're not safe mm. mm-hmm. or we can't relax. Like if I text you and you don't text me back, like where are you? And you don't text me back. Like what, yeah, I'm, my, now I've got that app that you could track your kids or that little thing you put on their bumper or whatever it was, you know, <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh, I got to know. I got to know. I got to have, I got to have clarity as to where my child is at all times. Well, that is a delusion. Mm. Yeah. That is a that feeds that false sense of control, and that when you build security on that, and then that's threatened, you're nearly traumatized when mm. you cannot find your child and get instant access to them. So I think that a lot of that's going on, and that a lot of that is jacking up the anxiety of parents right now. Is we've created a delusional relationship with with our children. And then when they become adults, we think that somehow that's going to be preserved. And it isn't. Yeah. Mm. That's so important. Um, what, what's that doing to the, to the relationship, too? So, so with the, the anxiety-jacked-up parent who's, who's under this delusion that, mm-hmm. that they have this going on, they probably have the tracker, they have the text, that, you know, all the things going on. What do you think the, the, the downfall to the relationship is? Well, like I said, you know, Scared people want control, so the the more anxiety and fear that you experience, the the more control you want. And the, how do, how have you communicated your delusion of control up until now? Mm-hmm. You know, because it typically leads to the intense threats of the use of punishment. Mm-hmm. You know. And so the more, and that's that's my delusion of control is, I keep intensifying my threat of punishment towards you until you yield, until we hit a, we finally hit the marker where you cooperate with my delusion. Got it. Mm. You know, it's kind of how you shut down the whole world, with with the threat of punishment. Yep. And we keep intensifying it. We will fine you $18 million a second if you don't submit. <laughs> and finally, somebody just reaches their line where they go, okay, I submit. Mm-hmm. I'll play with your delusion that you can control me. And when it's parents, it's you know, when they're little, you just raise your voice and children are running around like, like little cats. And then they get older and they start, it takes a little longer. Now you got to count. And then you got to threaten. Like, if you do not want me getting to three, if I got to get out of this chair, you know, there's all that. And then when you do that, I'm taking this away and I'm going to take that away and you can have nothing in your room. And now you got an angry, disconnected teenager sitting in the Sahara Desert in their bedroom because there's nothing there. And they're like, I don't care. Threaten, threaten me one more time. <laughs> See how far I get you. Now I am totally out of your control because I've realized mm-hmm. you don't control me. Yeah. And the parent goes, oh, no, I, I can't think of one more thing to threaten this kid with because I've taken everything. I've, I've promised to take 
things in the future, you know, I've, I've, I'm overcommitted here. It's like, yeah, when we both realize I don't control you, that's actually the beginning of reality in the relationship. So it's much better to realize that when they're toddlers mm -hmm. and move it all the way through so that when they are adults, you don't have that anxiety-producing delusion that I will use my control and get my way. No, you won't. Yeah, I, I think that plays out a lot of times with, um, instead of being a, a resource and protecting connection, you threaten um, assistance with their college tuition because don't you go out partying, don't you go out, don't you dare date that person, don't you, you know, you kind of stack up all these things. So then instead of being a, a resource and help, some of those things probably get threatened as adulthood and mm -hmm. or newly adults, you know. And so <laughs> new adults, no offense to you youngins, you're kind of scary because you, you just are like in this <laughs> world of what happens when I push this? <laughs> I think about Willy Wonka, you know, and they're just like touching things that they shouldn't <laughs> be touching and they're licking things. You're like, what is wrong with you? What do you want? <laughs> well, remember when your kids started walking? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was just like, Oh my gosh, Life how are you changed. not going to bash your face? Yeah. How is this not going to end poorly? <laughs> yeah. You are. You oh, are going to bash those your Those are face. stairs. What are you doing? Yeah. Exactly. Wow. I told you not to do that. I told you not to do that. Yeah. We were talking this morning a little bit, just preparing for this, and it does feel like those first adult years feel like that that discovery and that, that push buttons, like, what is Absolutely. that? What is this world of? You know, what's out there? And which, which is kind of what I think they have to go through to get come back to the thing you described earlier, which is the, my parents actually have some wisdom for me. If I would just listen, <laughs> I could have saved myself yeah. a whole, whole hospital bill. But I, I, I need to go find out. I don't know. Yeah. I have to go bunk my head a couple of times and come back and go, how do you not bunk your head? Okay. So that part right there, do you feel like when the adult child is out exploring and facing all the scary things, making poor decisions. Do you think parents take it as, um, take it personally mm. that it's some kind of stain on their record of being parents because their child's being dumb? hundred percent. And your whole relationship with your child, you have been setting the world up for their safety their survival, and, and their success. Your whole commitment to these humans right. has the, that you would be successful, that, that you would, as, as, as least as possible, be injured by something, you know, and that, that you could live to be an adult. You know, mm -hmm. like that's, that's what we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. We're just trying to keep you alive, cause you to thrive, and... Uh, with as few bumps as we can possibly allow. And, and we have our own stack of, don't do what I did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're like, what, this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that. Don't do that. Okay. Maybe try with your, your child. <laughs> so, but is that true, that that adult child's mistake or exploring, is that really a reflection on your parenting? No, it's a, it's a hundred percent your kids. I mean, yeah, things that they experienced in your house have shaped them and influenced them, but it does not determine who they are, or who they will become. Mm -hmm. And you know that part of the l learning journey is 
that individuation where you, you know, in in adolescence, you you separate the 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 teenager separates from yep. their parents' identity, uh, and bec- and they form a, a brand new self concept, and that is what they're building. Hopefully, with momentum going into a young adult, and uh, you know, hopefully, when they were little, they learned that the consequences of their decisions are their responsibility. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, they learned that back there because that's that's when the police are are teaching you out there. It's like, <laughs> right. oh, this is your fingerprints, and this was <laughs> your car, and uh, yeah. that was uh, that was your mouth those words came out of and it was your mouth that alcohol went into and it was your hand on you know it was uh, the the judge is like okay now here's how this works okay <laughs> your choices determine the consequences of your life it's not your mom's fault right you know and that you know that hopefully that's not when they're learning yeah right absolutely yeah. that is the um that's it I, I i i feel like a lot of parents just needed to hear that mm-hmm. they're their kids exploring, learning, and making poor choices doesn't mean that you were a horrible parent. And it doesn't mean you weren't, you know. Sure. You there, know. There's, a, there's a catch-22, <laughs> and then I get there's a bit of both. But, but I think that, you know, that's the delusion of control is I somehow I'm, I'm – it's a reflection onto me. Yeah. And that's what's I, – I, I watch a really – a lot of brokenhearted moms yeah. mm-hmm. come to me believing that when their child's out there – just making a mess of things that somehow they're an awful person. Yeah, you think about it like I told them not to do that. Mm-hmm. I tried to tell them, and then they did it anyway. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, well, good job, good on you. You know, you 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 did what you could to help prevent that from happening, and they had to go find out for themselves. Yeah, yeah. Like, like touching okay. something hot. So that's that means that means you did a good job. You yeah. did a good job. It's but great. if they just Went out there ignorant, running into stuff because they have no relationship with you because you weren't around or they didn't want to talk to you or you weren't a safe person or whatever, and then they had to go figure it out themselves. Well, there is some shared responsibility in that consequence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the, you know, just from even these four episodes we've done in here and then everything we talk about, really love and purpose, the, the only way forward really is relationship. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. there's all these other things trying to get our attention, the delusion, the anxiety, the fear, the control. But really the, the only way forward, especially and, and foremost in adult parenting, is this, this relational equity that we've either, either have built or are rebuilding and building now. Um, yeah, I would just add to that hormones <laughs> and culture. Yeah, yeah, all that. You know, I mean the the idea that these kids are going to just go out there and be uh, ninjas at <laughs> warding off all these forces that are trying to manipulate them. Yeah. It's you know, it, it, there's tragic consequences mm-hmm. for doing a bad job controlling yourself. Yeah. Hey, Ben and Brittany Serple here. So every parent from the beginning of time has discovered that kids don't come with a manual. Parenting is a learning journey from the beginning to the very end, and it's full of lessons, challenges, questions, mistakes, and lots of messes. One of the biggest reasons so many of us get scared, discouraged, and overwhelmed as parents is we think the goal of parenting is to be perfect parents who raise perfect children. 
which leads us to move towards a fear-driven strategy that focuses on avoiding messes and use control and punishment to change their behavior. This is why we created the podcast Imperfect Parenting to talk about the true goal of parenting, a safe, loving, heart-to-heart connection with our kids as we guide them on their own journey to becoming healthy, confident, and emotionally intelligent. Seth Dahl joins Ben and I to bring you the tools you need to be fully engaged in the journey of building a healthy, connected family culture where your children can thrive. So, if you're a parent, join us for some laughter, relatable stories, solutions to those tough questions, and insights into the challenges we all face on this parenting journey. You can listen by searching Imperfect Parenting on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. We'll see you there. I I, I was going to bring up um, one of the other things we thought about just with adult parents, relationships. Danny, you've You've pointed out this this whole concept of truthing. Mm-hmm. I think you made a word up, mm. which I think we should keep. Yeah. Put, put the dictionary. <laughs> I, I, I like it. <laughs> um, but but just talk for a minute about the the, the power of and, and really really the the necessity of truthing in in this relationship with your adult child. Uh, yeah, for those that would know that term, it's really. Um, us standing in the light together, seeing each other. And and that doesn't come from me shining the light on you. Mm-hmm. It's from me stepping into the light. So I let you see me yeah. by telling you how I'm experiencing this situation, how I'm experiencing this relationship, how I experience that decision. This is this is what's going on inside of me. I'm I'm orange inside. I want I want to tell you this is what color I am in here. I'm orange. Oh, orange. I thought, totally thought you were green. Really? You're orange? That's weird. My guess was green or maybe a blue, like aqua something, you know. And nope, orange. Wow, that's surprising to me. I never would have known that had you not told me mm-hmm. how you were experiencing this. Yeah. And then you listen to that and you learn, like, oh, orange. And then same thing. You do the same thing with me. What color are you inside? Because I have some guesses, but I don't really know. Because mm-hmm. I think you're angry. You're not angry, you're scared. Oh, scared? Scared and angry have a totally different power experience with yeah. it, you know? Scared people don't have much power. Angry people look like they're in charge. Mm-hmm. You know? So um, you know, it when we step into the light with each other and actually get great information, we make s- such better decisions. Mm-hmm. So it becomes crucial that you learn how to do this with your children, practice it in your marriage, you know, <laughs> practice it in your closest relationships and and teach your children by leading them, yeah. by standing in the light and saying, I'm really scared, I'm really hurt, I feel really powerless. Instead of going, do what I say, I'm Jafar, and I can make your world miserable. Like, no, because then you act like someone that you're not. You're lying. You're lying. Yeah. So tell the truth. The Bible says, Ephesians 4 says, speak the truth in love. Right before that, it says, stop lying. Mm. Speak the truth in love. And this is what I would you know, extract from that is that we tend to create a charade, some sort of 
false imagery with the way we talk, and then people react wrongly because they're reacting to the information we gave them instead of what you really need. And we never get to what you really need because you were never that vulnerable, you were never that honest, you never told the truth. So relationship gets disconnected, people get all twisted up and banged up, and uh, truthing will really help eliminate a bunch of that. I think one of the things you said at the end was they never get that vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, we practice this with all of our kids. I wouldn't say it's just Delaney, who's an adult, but I think about our relationship right now. She doesn't live at home. We see her whenever we can. Sometimes it's longer periods of times and, you know, it's still new. So we're, we still see her close to every month, but I mean, it's cause she goes to a place that we are there. She's within driving distance. Yeah. Yes. It's just, it's close. But if you don't have that, I, I would think that learning to tell the truth with your adult children just probably communicates a lot of value to them as they are now adults, that they are someone that you're willing to be respectful and honest towards. Not Because a lot of times people look at kids and go, well, you can't handle the truth, you know. What is that movie? I can't really think of it. You can't handle it. Yeah, that's it. But I... That If you haven't practiced it at all, I would say a, them being adults is probably a really great place to start if, mm-hmm. if you've not done it and they're adults. But being honest with them, I think a lot of these young adults right now crave authenticity. Mm-hmm. And so um, doing that respectfully... Speaking it in love, I think that's that's the key right there. Yeah, the authenticity <laughs> classically means no filter on my mouth. <laughs> no, that's not what I mean. But it, um, you know, practicing this with them and say, "Can I be honest with you? I think I feel scared based off of your choices." You know, we spent all this money to send you to college, and how I hear about you spending your your nights and your weekends feel like it's not very valuable to you that feels scary and sad you know that's a very different conversation than yeah. you know you I listen said, to me young man <laughs> i control your world all of that you want some thunder <laughs> i'll give you some lightning yeah exactly but I, I i would think that an adult child would um respond differently to you coming in with honesty um rather than judgment and fake power. Uh, the, the big thing about truthing is that as we exchange truth, that's how you build trust. Yeah. I see you. You're actually there, and you see me. Mm-hmm. And now we're adjusting to protect our relationship. That's how you build trust. Yeah. That, that says to me that you care about how I experience you, and I care about how I experience you. So... I'll adjust, or you know, I, I I care, I care you, I care that you care. <laughs> the experience. I'm going to adjust to protect us. You're going to yeah. adjust to protect us, mm-hmm. and that is how people feel safe together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I, I think it's Brittany was sharing, even just to point out, if if your child doesn't respond in in the way Danny's describing, you know, they, they don't respond right away with, well, let me tell you about me. Let me mm-hmm. show you me. The, the reaction first might be defensive. It, mm-hmm. it might be this, you know, 
what are we doing here? This is scary. I don't know how to wade into this kind of <laughs> You've never done this before. But it's, it's probably over time the parent being consistent. This is actually how we, we operate going forward. That's still going to build trust. Mm-hmm. Is at some point that child's going to come back and go, I can trust you because you haven't changed. And you control yourself. You don't try to control me. Yeah, totally. And, and the, the uh, you know, m- maybe the mistake that we make is we, we do this true thing. We learn about each other. I see you, and then I lasso you. You know? And, and <laughs> oh, like, you're close oh, enough. Okay, now you told me what's really going on. Now I know how I to... I know ma- it. I know it. I know how to manipulate you now. You're like, no, no, no. I, I tell you about me, mm-hmm. and, you, uh, and you listen to me, and then you tell me about you, and I listen to you. Mm-hmm. And I don't inject what I want you to do. Mm. And you don't inject what you want me to do. You trust me with truth. Now that you, I'm vulnerable, you're vulnerable, now I have to go to work to figure out how to adjust to protect you without your instruction trying to direct me in what to do. And Because here's what happens is... Um, you tell me about you, you know, you tell me you're scared and you're, you need to feel protected from my anger and my punishment. And uh, going forward, you need to feel respected by me as a, as a young adult and that uh, you need to feel trusted and free in my presence. You need to feel powerful in our relationship. And so, so the parent says, okay, all right. And then, the, and the, so the child says, "So I need you to uh, stop asking me about my life, and stop texting me every day, and stop you know, like whoa, 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 okay, because now I feel shut down on my side mm-hmm. as to how to figure out." how to communicate that I respect them as young adults, that that they can be powerful in this relationship, because I will mature. I will start maturing on my side of this relationship because I have that really great information that they need to feel powerful mm-hmm. in their relationship with me, which has never been a basis of our relationship. I was kind of like... Oh, you can be as powerful as I feel like you being powerful, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then I'm taking over. Well, that all goes away when you're an adult. Yeah. You know, it's like um, the way they the way they become powerful around me is they are never around me. That's how they're powerful. That's how they manage it. That the adult child says, "Oh, I feel like a child in your presence." I don't like feeling like a child. Um, I won't be in your presence. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. So I have to hear that you need to feel powerful in our relationship. And then I have to start learning how to ask better questions, uh, listen way better, clarify. Using Ben's line, what did you hear me say? Mm -hmm. (laughs) What what did I just hear you say? Mm -hmm. Let me see if I heard what you said. That would be put in front of everything 
before I'm going to say what I think. <laughs> Let me see if I heard what you said. Orange. And then they go, no, that's not what I said. Like, oh, please, please <laughs> give me some more information because that's what I thought you said. No, I didn't say that. That the, We get better and better. But I'll only get better on this side yep. if I am trusted with their their experience of me, yeah. their truth. I I just want to reiterate, I think, that point you made about we don't tell, don't tell each other what to do. Mm-hmm. It feels like such an alluring trap. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, it's a bad habit. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a better way to say it. It's, it's been practiced for a while. We've been doing it for our yeah. whole life. Yeah. yeah. But it's the, um, it's just this, I, I get close enough to you to see what's happening, and I'm so scared that the way I'm going to fix it is just tell you to stop it, mm-hmm. tell you to change. Mm-hmm which just chases away this thing that we're, we, we want to build with our adult child. So I, I just want to zone in on, on, on that one point. And <laughs> mm-hmm. you made five great points yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. Just that one, I think, is just so important to remember. Yeah. I was thinking about what you were saying is sometimes in the exchange of truth and, and building trust with each other, um, we still don't ever find, because a lot of people are looking for agreement. Mm. And so that's why we always say it's so much better to lean in to understand because some reality is going to be that you will never find agreement. And Lord Jesus, help us all. <laughs> it's so true and it's so scary. But it, if that, if the agreement stays the main goal, mm-hmm. I don't think the truthing exchange will be very successful. Yeah. And it feels that it can, can. Like, how important do you feel like it is for parents for staying connected? Their willingness that, I guess, we understand each other and we disagree. Can we still be connected? If the yeah, if the goal is agreement, then we're in trouble because um, I, I'm probably having a really rough marriage too. <laughs> sure. You know, I'm having a rough. Uh, I don't like going to work. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't mm-hmm. actually. I don't. I don't, but I don't I look in the mirror all day is what I do. I, that's the only way you're going to get agreement is like, yep, you you and I think I'm saying. <laughs> um, the the goal has to be connection, yeah, mm-hmm. and and that is the art of relationship. That is the art of listening. The art of communicating. The I tell you about me is is the antithesis of that is I tell you about you, mm-hmm. which is the downfall of all conversations. This is arguing. I tell you, I judge you is what that means. I've judged you, and then I go on to try to convince you to agree with my judgments, which 100% doesn't ever work. Yeah. You know, unless I'm afraid of being punished. And then I'll say, okay, you're right. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, okay, okay. But the only reason I'm doing that is because if I disagree with you, the, the consequences of disagreeing with you. Mm-hmm. Which I, I mean, all the parents that I meet with that have adult children that, you know, I was praying for a lady and and I, I'm trying to encourage her to read Keep Your Love On because I can hear she's talking about them, mm-hmm. even to me. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, what are you doing to work on you? And mm-hmm. she's like, and then about them. And then, and she's sad. She's hurting. She's a, she's a grandma and she doesn't have access to her grandchild because she's not connected to her kid. And, you know, she finds out that we do family coaching and she's just like, here, you fix it. I'm like, oh, (laughs) I can't unless you work on you. 
And she's like, I don't understand that. And I'm like, clearly. <laughs> and I, I, I just, I, I, she's in tears talking to me about it. And this is, this is so many, so many calls I have, but that, that, what you're saying, like the, the connection piece, my ability to manage myself and practice respectful conversation. I mean, it's, it, we go to the Kylo five, really, you're just, you're having to walk out the Kylo five and you're, adult relationship with your kid remembering that you are you are a powerful person that you can set healthy boundaries with these kids you honor communication i mean you're prioritizing it. it it just there's there's just all these pieces that um for whatever reason and and i don't know if it's spouse relationship as well as your child relationship but that these close intimate relationships and everything goes out the window mm-hmm. as soon as that 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 connection feels threatened mm-hmm. somehow we start st- thinking that if I smother it, try and control it, that that will produce something different mm-hmm. instead of leaning into what I know, which is these Kyla Fives or iMessages or all these tools. That's that's my, my, my biggest cry for parents, and I'm trying to remember them myself, people, so just know that I'm on this journey with you, is every time, you know, she's out there and she makes a decision that scares me, I have to figure out, how do I keep my love on when I'm terrified? Mm-hmm. How do I have a conversation that doesn't feel like I'm going to kill you? I'll cry because I'm with you. Yeah. And we're super connected. I was, she's in our bed last night because she's visiting. She's cracking me up because she's laying on me. And I'm just thinking, <laughs> I'm so grateful that this is what we do with that in don't worry, guys. There's been lots of you know learning that's happened so in the few months we've been away, but I just think I doing all these things is the reason why she's still coming to my bed. Yeah. You know, curl it up underneath the blanket, putting her cold feet on my feet. You know, <laughs> and and reminding me how soon she's going to turn 19, and then she's going to be 20, and then you know she's like, "You're going to be 40, and I'm going to be 20." You know, she thinks that's really funny. Um, <laughs> But my heart does ache for the parents out there that feel hopeless. I just think if you can return to you still cleaning up your mess and then showing them that you see them, I think it makes a really big difference for adult kids. It's it's how you create a safe space. Create a safe space. Easy say that say. five times, Danny. Say, say it once. Let's do it one time. Let's Danny. do that one time. Uh, when you create a safe place for another human being it doesn't guarantee that they'll step into it yeah Yeah. but what guarantees that they'll never step into it is that you never create it yeah yeah and and so you know what you're describing is delaney knows there's a safe space and and so she'll go to it Mm -hmm. and she and all her needs are are obvious you know like they're no they're not secret and that's really where we make the most intimate connections is where our needs are obvious and we're in a safe place. doesn't mean they're all going to get met by a human. A bunch of them get met by God. But it's, it's kind of like uh, those, those lists that middle schoolers create for Christmas. <laughs> you know, it's like pages of stuff. You're like, uh, okay. This is it. This is a safe place. You know, you asked, and I see these things mm-hmm. that you 
they're not all going to be met. Which I agree. <laughs> I'll look for the ones I can do, you know. Yeah. Uh, ones, but the, the pony? No. There's no pony. No pony. We live in an apartment. Yeah, no pony. And um, yeah, a flamethrower? No, no flamethrowers <laughs> in the house. Yeah. yeah. I don't we, care we, where live we live in California. No flamethrowers. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it, it, but it is a, a, a moment of, we all get to see what, what, what's on your heart and, um, I'll be careful with it. Yeah. A really silly example that I keep thinking about, just as, as you started sharing about the, the lady you're coaching and just this conversation here. We recently watched Home Alone mm-hmm. uh, with the kids. Mm-hmm. And there's a scene where Kevin McAllister is in the church with the scary neighbor. Mm-hmm. And he sits down by him and he's like, oh my gosh, I can talk to you. So that they begin this conversation. And at the very end of it, um, it wraps up with, with Kevin saying, are you going to call your son? Because this man has been um, disconnected from his son for a long time, and he's like, "I'm just—it's just too scary." He's just gonna say no. Mm-hmm. He's just not gonna let me in. And as the man's walking away, Kevin says, "So you're gonna do it?" This little eight-year-old boy mm-hmm. is challenging this grandfather, and it's—it it just the the message for me is, I think the pathway back to this is humility. And, and I think parents, parents have the opportunity to lead in this. Mm-hmm. Ch- adult children often will, will set this new standard when they find it, but parents, it's really our job to set this. Is, is I think what pride does is it, it keeps me locked up with, as soon as you agree or, or you see my point of view and, and, and you tell me I'm right, we can go back to something. But that's, that's not going to work. So it's the humility, you know, because at the end of the movie, you, you see this neighbor hugging his son. Mm-hmm. And they have this moment, and mm-hmm. it was the humility of the father to say, I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love you. I want you in my life. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, there they are. Mm-hmm. I'm filling the blanks, but... I think Kevin said to him, if, if I hadn't heard from my dad in 10 years, I think yeah. I'd want to talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, I, I, that's the same, I, I mean, right. every child, I, I think, if you had a, maybe you had a hard situation and things were said, and that's kind of the base of... Kevin and the scary neighbor, but it's, you know, there are children. So humble yourself, you know, practice the Kylo five, lead in love, create a safe place and, and then submit the rest of it to the Lord. That's, that would be, that's that's how I do it. (laughs) And, you know, it doesn't mean you stop praying. doesn't mean you stop calling, but you, you're just trusting him and doing a really great job with you. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's been, we have Kylo University, and we've had so many testimonies of parents and adult children reconciling just because somebody went and got healthy and brought a different person to the relationship. And then there's that tenderness reestablished and connection, and just that's what we want for families over and over again. Come on. So... Well, it's good episodes here for parenting on the Kylo show. Um, Dad, thanks for entertaining some of the uh, <laughs> imperfect parenting set. And um, yeah, I'm excited for just for parents of all ages to feel inspired and hopeful because, again, we are chasing after whole and healthy families and we are believing that you can do it. So we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Never miss an episode of The Kylo Show by subscribing to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch us on the Loving on Purpose YouTube channel. Don't forget to submit your questions and testimonies to thekyloshow.com. The Kylo Show is produced by Ali Armading, co-produced by Ashley Beck and Anna Hill. 
sound engineered and edited by Taylor Silk and show promoter Christian Zamora. Don't forget, all healthy families are going to save the world. <laughs> <laughs>